indictments and one guilty plea. That's what President Trump woke up to dealing with today. And the White House response? Nothing to see here. Look over there. And what does this mean now for Bob Mueller's job security? This is the State of America tonight. Hello, everyone. I'm Kate Baldwin, live in New York. To our viewers watching around the world, this is State of America tonight. Two indictments and a guilty plea. Not the best way you probably want to start your Monday, that's for sure. But that is what the president of the United States is now up against as his former campaign aides and and advisors are under arrest. Ex-campaign chairman Paul Manafort, his former deputy Rick Gates, now charged in Robert Mueller's wide-ranging investigation into Russia's election meddling. Charges include conspiracy against the United States and more. This is an important moment in U.S. history. I mean, this is no joke that the fact that the campaign manager of a winning candidate for the president of the United States is indicted less than a year after that president takes office suggests that we are in an important moment. Look at the core question of collusion. This is the bombshell today. And there is more, like the guilty plea, coming from a little-known foreign policy advisor to the Trump campaign, George Papadopoulos. Let's start there. It is a direct, um, alleged contact, contact between somebody who the president had called a foreign policy advisor and the Russians, and, is, and specifically, if you go through it, somebody who was uh, trying to get even more connections between Putin's people and people inside the campaign. Papadopoulos pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about his contacts with foreign nationals with close ties to the Russian government. What was discussed? Well, in the 14-page criminal complaint, at least in part, getting dirt on Hillary Clinton in the form of thousands of emails. Sound familiar? There seems to be a theme. But not only that, but he has been cooperating, according to the complaint, with the FBI since January of this year. But if you ask one of the president's personal attorneys, there is nothing to worry about. Let me say this. First of all, George Papadopoulos served on a committee. Uh, a lot of, as you know, campaigns have committees with various people on it. The, this is, he was not a, a senior advisor to the Trump campaign. The White House saying much the same a short time later. Today's announcement has nothing to do with the president, has nothing to do with the president's campaign or campaign activity. It has nothing to do with the activities of the campaign. It has to do with his failure to tell the truth. But again, what Papadopoulos was failing to tell the truth about or lying about was his conversations to coordinate with foreign nationals to get information that could potentially impacted the U.S. election, information that was promised from the Russian government. How, again, does this not have to do with the campaign? I don't know. We'll discuss. Now to the man who was once the face of the Trump campaign himself, Paul Manafort. The former campaign chairman and his right-hand man, Rick Gates, facing a federal judge today for the very first time on 12 counts. Conspiracy to launder money, tax evasion, conspiracy against the United States, just to name a few related to their work as political consultants and lobbyists working with the pro-Russian party in Ukraine for years. The investigation reaching as far back as 2006, but also as recently as 2017, according to the indictment. No comment from either of their attorneys quite yet, but there surely didn't stop the president today, tweeting this 
just this morning. Sorry, but this is years ago before Paul Manafort was part of the Trump campaign. But why aren't crooked, crooked Hillary and the Dems the focus? Also, there is no collusion. All right. So how is this all sitting and landing with the rest of Washington? Well, let's focus on the Republicans. Here's one former Republican National Committee spokesman on the mood right now. I remember the day before Inauguration Day, talking to a Republican member of Congress in a district that Trump won pretty easily, who said to me that this will not end well. I got a text message this morning from that same member who said, this is beginning to not end well. This is a problem for Trump in the White House and also Republicans as we start to move forward to the midterm elections next November. All right. So let us be honest. For any party, there is no good time to get this news, Democrat or Republican. But this week in particular, where we are in Washington right now, was supposed to be tax reform rollout week. Welcome to that, folks. Now it's more like tax reform rollout what? But the top Republican in the House at least says they're still on track and they will not lose focus. There is the concern that this is going to uh, derail the issues that we want to talk about, most notably tax reform. Your thoughts on that? Uh, I really don't have anything to add other than nothing's going to derail what we're doing in Congress because we're working on solving people's problems. And other Republicans say also that this is way too soon to draw any conclusions. At least that is what they hope. This could be a big old nothing burger if it was... Uh, pre-campaign. But post-campaign, it's going to be serious stuff. Serious stuff. You know what else is serious stuff? Halloween. The White House is hosting a big Halloween event tonight. I couldn't even start, so I'm just going to leave. Insert your favorite nightmare is happening now joke right now, uh, right here. Something tells me also, though, that Democrats are saying that this holiday has not now turned from Halloween to actually starting to feel something more like Christmas in October than anything else. We will get to that everything else, though. Let's get straight back over to the White House for the very latest reaction on the three former Trump associates now caught up in the Mueller probe. Named, indicted, and guilty, please, all included. CNN's Caitlin Collins is joining me now from the White House. Caitlin, what is the line from the White House right now? Sarah Sanders had a lot to say today. Yes, she did. And there was no question about it that she would be peppered with questions about this situation because we largely had not heard much from the White House beyond the president's tweets that you just read. But what we saw in there in the press briefing during that with Sarah Sanders was the White House effectively trying to distance themselves from the entire situation, first with George Papadopoulos, that foreign policy advisor to the Trump campaign. The White House says that he was essentially a lowly staffer. He played an extremely limited role. They said that he did not take a salary. So they sought to downplay any role he had in the campaign. They said that the foreign policy advisory council that he was on only met one time. So they sought to distance themselves from him. As you know, he pled guilty after he lied to FBI agents when they questioned him just a week after the president was inaugurated here in January, on January 27th, and then he was arrested in July. And in that record that was unsealed today, they said that he had been in contact with the government since he was arrested to give them information. And then we also saw the White House continue distancing themselves from Paul Manafort. We've seen them do that for months, even since Sean Spicer was the press secretary here, when they said that he played a very limited role in the campaign, even though he was part of the campaign for several months and was the chairman for three months. But today, the press secretary, Sarah Sanders, said that their charges today between him and Rick Gates had nothing to do with the president and nothing to do with his campaign and that 
There was no need for them to respond or worry that it was going to get in the way of their agenda for things like tax reform because it had nothing to do with them. But one other notable thing that the press secretary said during that briefing, Kate, was she would not rule out the idea that the president might pardon someone. She said she hadn't had a conversation with him about that yet. And that's the same thing that we heard from Jay Sekulow earlier during an interview with Wolf Blitzer, where he said he hadn't spoken to the president about it yet, but neither of them ruled it out, Kate. But they did seem to rule out, though, Caitlin, this whole rumor of firing Bob Mueller. But I guess yes, it, they did. Depend, it depends on the day. Right. They said they were not. They there are no plans to fire the special counsel, which is something they've echoed before. But for right now, that's what they're sticking to. All right. Well, we'll stick right there. Great to see you, Caitlin. Thank you so much. All right. So the news of two indictments and one guilty plea as it relates to anyone involved in an election or especially with related to election activities. That is plenty enough news and headlines for one day. But these developments may also signal even more about Bob Mueller, what he's investigating, where he's headed, what's going to happen next. A dramatic new phase of Robert Mueller's wide-ranging investigation. Two former members of the Trump campaign have pleaded not guilty to charges against them today. A third person pleading guilty to lying to the FBI. He was a national security advisor to the campaign. The, t- the panel tonight, Steve Rogers is here. He's a member of President Trump's re-election campaign advisor board. Democratic strategist Hank Scheinkopf is here. Reed Wilson is the national correspondent for The Hill. And Paul Callen is a CNN legal analyst, all here with me. This is enough news for a week, but let's just have it be for Monday. How about that? Read um, all of it. The trifecta of what we found, the trifecta of the guilty plea, the the two not guilty pleas today. What is the most important thing that you think was learned today? I think the most important thing uh, that we know now is that there is a former Trump campaign advisor who is cooperating with authorities. As big a name as Paul Manafort is, I think that George Papadopoulos' uh, guilty plea is almost more important uh, because it's clear that he has a connection to the Trump campaign. He had a connection to senior staffers and, according to the indictment, was talking them through a lot of the information that he'd been receiving from, Mm -hmm. uh, from Russia. And this is the beginning. This is how the FBI and, and investigators like Robert Mueller build a case that envelops not just George Papadopoulos, not just Paul Manafort, but a lot more people. There's a lot more coming here. Uh, Paul Papadopoulos, is this collusion? Well, uh, first of all, the collusion term, of course, we throw around kind of loosely. Uh, we really are looking to prove criminal conspiracy right. of some sort. it's not illegal. Sort. The collusion itself <clears throat> is not. Yes, but uh, you can collude and that can be part of a conspiracy, and that's really what they're saying here. Uh, Papadopoulos, if believed is working for the Trump campaign. He's one of the top five foreign policy advisors to presidential candidate Trump. And the FBI has him linked to people in the Soviet Union. Now, one of the things, or Russia, Russia, one of the uh, allegations is... Stay here now. I don't need to go back that far. Keep going. Well, Putin's trying to put it back together, so it's it's (laughs) possible. But in any event, uh, the claimed connection is with someone who he thought, Papadopoulos thought, to be Putin's niece... And uh, there's also a connection, supposedly, with a well-connected Russian professor. So that creates this alleged link between the Trump campaign and the Russians, which is the first half of a collusion conspiracy case to tamper with the American election. Now, they don't talk about tampering 
in uh, this in, particular right. document, in the indictment. So we'll have to see where this goes. And Steve, we've talked already today. You say there is absolutely nothing there there in what we see so far. But on the most basic level, you have a Trump campaign advisor trying to work trying to work with the Russian government to get dirt on Hillary Clinton and get Donald Trump elected. He tried to arrange a meeting that never took place. There's a lot of speculation, Kate, a lot of ideas being tossed around. Not one shred of evidence that links the Trump campaign to Russia. Not one shred of evidence. I don't think you could say no one shred of evidence that links the Trump campaign to Russia. I think you could say, are you trying to say Donald Trump to these meetings? Because there are definite contacts that are linking these guys to Russia now. They we are, have now moved off of the, or were there just, were there any contacts with Russia? We are far past that at this point. There are individuals in this case, uh, obviously Manafort, that never came up in the indictment. Uh, 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 Papadopoulos, I'm Papadopoulos, sorry. yeah. Uh, we don't know if he was rogue. We don't know if he had any, any um, uh, conversations with the Trump campaign to do what he did. So as I said before, I'll say again, let, the, let this bear out. I think that one of the greatest things that happened today was that we know now that Robert Mueller still does not have the evidence linking the Trump campaign or the president. We don't Russia. know that. You don't know that. You don't know what he has and hasn't put out yet. You don't know. We don't know what he has. Well, well, well. No if, one even knew this was coming. He's well, pretty good at keeping it okay, pretty close to the, the top. vest. I mean, read the top of his, uh, it was either on the indictment or the other document, where he said this is an investigation, and I'm going to paraphrase, an investigation that will attempt to lead to collusion. Those are his words, No, not he mine. talks about coordination. It's their That's investigation right. into coordination. Then this could just be one step of many steps. No, one's, no one's denying that. I don't think you can apply any fact or conclusion to what, is in Bob Mueller's investigation, what Bob Mueller has in his deck of cards quite yet. Hank, try this one on for size. Sure. Manafort, he was only with the campaign for a little while, very limited, very limited right. ties to the campaign. Correct. Now, Papadopoulos, he was a volunteer on Correct. a committee that met once. Correct. He's a nobody. Correct. He is. That's not the issue here. I think the, the question is a very simple one. What does it mean to the president? My business is politics. I'm not as wise as everybody at the table. But I do know one thing. Uh, prosecutors tend to come up with original information that squeezes other people. These kinds of bails and these kinds of charges are meant to squeeze as many people as possible. The problem here is that this will ultimately, if it continues in the direction it goes, seemingly from the information we know, it will squeeze the entire political consulting business and everyone who works overseas. Did they file mm. under Farah or not? How many people are involved and how far does this go back? If you're thinking about the Ukraine, there were consultants there going back to 2003. Republicans, Democrats, independents, moneymakers. This may, in fact, not be about Russia at all. It may be about the people in our business who don't do what they're supposed to do. And that is a very real issue. As a poli- but, and let's, let's speak about political problems. Is this a political problem today for Donald Trump? Of course it is. Uh, it I don't believe that. Largely you because, don't think so? Well, no, it's, it's a political problem because this is very clearly the first step in an investigation that's going to go on for a very long time. Uh, the, 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 these kinds of charges are not charges that go away at any point in the next When year that polling number years. gets below 30, you'll know it's a well, problem. I, I, in the meantime, I, I, it's in the Gallup same range. Says, Gallup says uh, they're, they're, they're it's in the, the same range it's been lowest and I'm, look, 33% I'm a Democrat look he's in President the same Trump range he's been lead among his he's been core in the voters. same range not he's, happening. In, he's in a real bad we don't know there. that it's not we his core voters his base is as loyal to him today as they were last that's week and the year number. before the that's core that's itself I, is getting small no it's in the same range it's 33 to 38 those are those are rounding errors 
That's not the question here. The question is, how we've do been, you get the president? Are you anywhere, for a very are you anywhere close to getting the president? The answer is no. Could you have a third-party candidacy out of this? The answer is yes, because well, that 33% doesn't move. Here's one thing. I actually do want to remember where all of this started. And this takes us a while back, but stay with me here. This became, when this first all started, this started with, did anyone within the campaign have contact with Russians? That was how this question started. Mike Pence, absolutely not. Kellyanne Conway, absolutely not. Well, that's clearly obviously Mm -hmm. gone away. Then it became a question of, was there collusion with any member of the campaign? And then Kellyanne Conway tried to make it this over the summer. Listen to this. The goalposts have been moved. I mean, we were promised systemic, uh, hard evidence of systemic, sustained furtive collusion that not only interfered with our election process, but indeed dictated the electoral outcome. Right. Okay. so that moved the goalpost quite a bit. Where Mm -hmm. is the goalpost now, then? When does it actually become a problem? Well, I don't think it's a problem, but Paul, I, I'll tell you what, I got to thank you for clearing something no, up. No, no, no. Answer my question. When, where is the goalpost now? I'll thank you later. You, I'll thank you later. You can thank you later. The goalposts are, are at, at this point. Robert Mueller has to find evidence, if that's what he's looking for, that there was collusion and commending you for straightening out uh, uh, collusion versus conspiracy. He's going to have to find conspiracy, that there was an actual crime committed. It's not there, Kate. It's never been there. And it's, they're not going to find that. We don't know if it is there or it isn't. The question is, what is the state of political play at the moment? The Trump number remains within the same span that it's remained for the last three months, number one. Number two, does it hit the president directly? The faster they get into the White House, the faster it will. But right now, it doesn't look like they're there. So this will go on for a long period of time. And the pain to the American political system will either show itself off in next year's elections or it won't. Paul, one final question, because this just came in. Uh, bail was set. Manafort getting $10 million mm-hmm. bail. Gates, $5 million? I mean, they might be really wealthy and be able to do that, but that's a lot of money to me. Yeah, it's really high bail. Actually, it reminds me of, if you think back to Judge Sirica, well, you probably hadn't even been born yet, but this was in the the Watergate scandal. Um, Sirica was the judge who was hearing the Watergate burglar's case. And to put the screws on Nixon, he set really high bail on the burglars so that they would give up the higher-ups. This starts to look a lot like that. They're squeezing uh, Manafort and they're squeezing Gates, hoping that they'll give something that will incriminate Trump. And they're under house arrest, which makes it even more complicated. The press can't get to them. No one can get to them. So how they get out of this is by rolling. The question is what are we got to roll with? You have to have information to sell in order to roll. And the question is, are they holding back information that would incriminate the president? Or... Do they have nothing that they it can use? It all has to do with the, the campaign is close enough, guys. I'm just saying, don't. that is where the goalpost was set up from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Did the Trump campaign have any collusion with Russia in order to influence the election? Let's stand by and discuss it further, because I'm not done, because I'm going to yell at somebody. Don't forget, Bob Mueller isn't the only one investigating Russia's meddling in the 2016 election. There are also three separate investigations underway in Congress. What does what happened today mean for all of that? Do they change course? Do they close shop? Let's discuss. The panel weighs in on that. So uh, there has been absolutely no collusion. Uh, It's been stated that they have no collusion, 
They ought to get to the end of it because I think the American public is sick of it. One thing we've learned for sure today is we are not at the end of it. That's for sure. That was President Trump just two weeks ago with a familiar denial that he's repeated again today on Twitter as well. But today also made clear that potential collusion is still a question and still a part of Bob Mueller's investigation. So where do we go from here? Back to the panel. Um, Reid, let's go to Capitol Hill for a second. Three committees have been investigating, and all along the conversation with the, with the investigations happening on Capitol Hill, we're like, where is our lane versus Bob Mueller's lane? All right, we have some view of where Bob Mueller's lane at least includes. What's, how does this impact their investigation? How can it not impact their investigation? Well, I think the, to Hank's point earlier, we're, we're at a place now where the investigations of this are, are even breaking down along partisan lines. A lot of D's and R's are deciding to go their own way in, and uh, charting what is now just going to look like a partisan investigation, which is not good for the American political system at all. And the thing that actually really worries me, you mentioned that, that this whole thing started with trying to find collusion with Russia. It actually started with the fact that the Russians uh, tried to influence our election yeah. system, hacked into a bunch yes. of, of state uh, election offices and, and voter rolls and things like that, and we haven't dealt with that yet. We've got an election that's a year away, and a lot of I spend a lot of my time talking to these election administrators in, in states and all this. They are not prepared. Some of these people are running uh, antiquated software that, that, I mean, I don't know anything about computers, and I could hack into them. <laughs> uh, the fact is, there is a very real challenge here that goes beyond even the Mueller investigation or what's happening on Capitol Hill, and it threatens the, the, the very integrity of our democracy. That, that is a key point. But let me ask this on the, this whole idea of congressional investigation, but Bob Mueller especially. If this is the low-hanging fruit, Papadopoulos and Paul Manafort, what's next? What are you looking for next? Well, you know, it's very interesting, but I think you're going to see a lot of other low-hanging fruit facing similar charges, and the charges lying to the FBI right. or uh, lying to federal investigators. Because if they're having trouble making out the collusion, conspiracy to tamper with the election case... The thing they're left with is a cover-up, obstruction of justice, or lying to the FBI. So I think a lot of people maybe that have been trying to, bring... to protect a friend, okay. and uh, they tell a lie, that and was, they get indicted. That was enough-ish right. to bring Nixon down. But you're saying we're in very different times. It's a very different period of time. Both parties are in very serious trouble as institutions. They're breaking down. How, we, how media responds to people and how people are responding to the media is yeah. very different. We the number, the, unfortunately for CNN and everybody else, viewership from, by, by men, the quarter hour basis is down. So where are people getting their information from? If there is not someone that gets directly to the people engaged, the, you know, the, the leaders of this, the White House, it's going to be very hard. So where do you go from here? Low-hanging fruit and Farah is low-hanging fruit. And how many Farrah consultants is, do you get? Yeah, Farah is. How many to, consultants do you get that can talk? You have talk? to say that you are a foreign agent. You're There'll lobbying be some for a foreign that, country. You know, just like in the, in the Watergate thing, there'll be somebody who cracks this. One of, the, one of the big questions over the weekend, rumors over the weekend, was that, that Donald Trump would now start, was considering now moving to fire Mueller like he fired Comey. At this point, do you think he should? No, I don't think Donald Trump's going to fire Mueller. I, I think at the end of the day, Robert Mueller will not get where he wants to go, Kate. I really believe I, that. I don't, you keep implying Bob Mueller has these motives. I mean, Bob Mueller was he just signed. He motive. was assigned to investigate yeah, that, well, he, he, And mo- if he doesn't get there, he doesn't get Kate, there. You don't know where he an, wants to be. When I investigated, I had a motive as an investigator to get to the truth, okay? But when, when I say that, I mean that that Bob Mueller's going to try to get to the truth. And I believe, and many believe, that the truth is there was no collusion. Okay. There was no conspiracy. Well, you're just implying so, like he's not so, going to get there, so, and you're, implying, you're suggesting that he wants to actually 
bring down the president or something. I'm not, I never said that. I never said that. No one's ever. I said that Bob Mueller, as an investigator, wants to get to the end of this investigation. No, okay. All right. We're, you, All we, right. I will play you back the tape later. That is not what you said. Okay. I have a question for you, okay. though, Hank. Um, sure. It's supposed to be tax week. Yeah. How, Paul Ryan says this is not going to derail them. How can it not? They're gonna, they've got to get something done. And if they don't get something done, the problem is not for the president. The problem is for the House and Senate when they go back to districts and back to states. Nothing gets accomplished. Ryan's going to have to answer it. Can they get something done? Likely not. Okay. The problems around the tax bill are not insignificant. Even because, before they had this sure, coming down? Sure, because when you take out a piece of legislation and you hurt, you hurt a particular group, the entitlement has a, has a constituency. One fascinating thing, Democrats right now have started polling on Paul Ryan's favorability. They found in a lot of these swing districts, Ryan's numbers are even below Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> no one's liked. I think that's the only thing that we know now. Sure. Great to see you all. Thank you so much. You. Let's see what tomorrow brings. Day 284 of President Trump's administration. That's the state of America tonight. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.